16. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So we're in the thick of one of my favorite books in the Bible, one of the most important books in the Bible. And we're in one of the most important sections of one of the most important books of the Bible in the middle of the plague narratives, bro. And I literally just thought about this. It's more to the, like, more is going on here than what seems to be going on with the naked eye. Right. right? So it seems like it's just two dudes going back and forth and these plagues are going. Right. Right. But behind it, it's something much bigger going on. Right. Where God of the universe, Yahweh, is going and bringing judgment upon Israel, I mean, uh, Egypt's fake gods. They're false gods. Yeah. And so he does that with these plagues. Yeah. And so to your point. Yeah, yeah. As we read it, it seems like a tennis match that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like back and forth. But God's like, man, I ain't arguing with none of y'all. None of y'all are my peers. Yeah. So above and behind the scenes, right. God's showing that he's in a class by himself, as yeah, as we see with all the plagues. Yep. And as you see um, with the plagues, you're going to see a shift. So the first five plagues is going to talk about how Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Right. And then we finally see that for the last five, there's going to be this shift yeah. where it's going to say God is yeah. hardening Pharaoh's heart, mm. showing that he's not just, like he's washing all, it's just one guy versus all these gods, right. quote unquote, and God is washing all of them, including yeah. Pharaoh right. as well. So yeah. you just see the power of God yeah. here in this text as yeah. well. Yeah, bro, one of the things that I love about chapter nine is, yeah. so you know, as we go through the first five plagues, <clears throat> everybody in Egypt is just getting caught off guard. Yep. Then when the plague of the hail comes, mm-hmm. yo, yeah, Moses seventh, comes seventh through, plague, yeah, yeah seven. And he's like, yo, hell's going to come. It's going to take care of all y'all's livestock. Pharaoh's got a hard heart and all that stuff. But then in verse 20, it says this, but there were some people mm. in his household mm. that were come Egyptians on. that was like, yo, yo, wait a minute. Listen, mm. Pharaoh, I'm on your side. I got you. I don't think that we should let them go. Mm. But at nighttime, I'm going to bring my cattle in the house because I actually think that it's going to hail, mm. right? And so you've got, look, yeah, yeah. these foreigners submitting to the word of God that they know and they heard mm. and receiving a salvation of sorts and That's a blessing, good. right? That's so good. even here, we kind of see this veiled sense of God's speaking this word of judgment yeah. and warning that even when his enemies... yeah. Heed that word of warning and judgment. They can get a taste or a foretaste of mm. salvation, which is going to help us see, oh, no, 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 listen. God's words are going to be for all people, and to the extent that people submit to God's word, mm. they enjoy his blessing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah which good. is huge here. Absolutely, and it's so good, man. Um, You know, one of the things that's crazy is there's this buildup. So the ninth and 10th plague, so you have on the ninth plague, there's going to be this darkness. Yep. And then the 10th plague, you have the death of the firstborn. Mm. So in the ninth plague, uh, God makes the sun go dark. Right? Mm. So you see, one of the things you're going to see is that um, like in scripture, there are more than one ways to interpret one event. Right. So the plagues are not just this attack against these pagan gods. It's also this decreation motif. <laughs> right. So God is like overturning creation in Egypt to show his power over everything. So what he does though, the sun... Right, yeah. is was their chief god. They had fifteen over fifteen hundred gods in ancient Egypt. Right. The sun was Ra. That was right. their chief god. Yeah. And so what God is going to do is He's going to overturn the sun. Right. And make uh dark or light. He's going to turn to darkness in creation. 
He brought light out of darkness. So you see a reversal of that here. And he can do it because he owns it. I'll never forget growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Getting a PlayStation for Christmas, bro. It's plugged in, playing. Mom asked me to do something. I'm like, Mom, I ain't going to do it. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. She run through, grab that cord out the wall. And Mm. just the light shuts off. And you just sit there and it's like, oh, yo, there's nothing that we could do, right? You were responsible Mm. for this light that comes on. Mm. And now as you come through and turn our lights off, Mm. dang, there's nothing that we could do because you own it. And that's essentially what God does with the sun. He's he's like, no, no, no. I got you this sun for Christmas. Right. And you don't do what I do. I can unplug it and turn the lights off. Man, there's this other thing called ma'at, which is this principle in ancient Egypt of order and many people today still kind of believe in this right that um that egypt needs to be uh organized by these principles mm. 42 principles on mayat and it just means order mm. and what god here is doing he's reversing Maat. he's reversing the order he's mm. bringing he's taking what was orderly and making it chaos right right which again is like a decreation thing because what god did in creation was bring right. order out of chaos and so we see the reversal here but in the firstborn though that's where it gets crazy mm. right Come on. so with pharaoh Pharaoh is, the son is the chief God. Pharaoh is like the incarnation of that chief God. Right. He's the that God in human form, quote right. unquote, to them. Yeah. So what God does, he says, yo, I'm going to stop your whole line. <laughs> right? A firstborn is a wrap. Right? Matter of fact, I'm going to go through the whole Egypt and take out the firstborn. Right. And hear this. Unless, hear me, Moses, unless we have the blood of an innocent sacrificial lamb on the doorpost. Mm. You will not be saved. So what many scholars have said is like, no, this included uh, Israelites. Right. So if Israelites didn't believe that, they was wiped out too. Right, right. So you see that God saves his people through a sacrificial lamb, through the blood of a sacrificial lamb. And what he's going to do, he's going to institute this thing called the Passover. Right. So that every time they ate that meal, guess what they will remember? The blood of that sacrificial lamb. You fast forward a couple thousand years later, my guy Jesus (laughs) pulls up on the scene. (laughs) My guy Jesus pulls up on the scene. He says, no, 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 no. Listen, look. I know, I know what y'all think it's about, but I'm really what it's about. Right. I'm the Passover lamb, the innocent lamb who was sacrificed, and the blood, my blood is the what saves you from the wrath and judgment mm. of God. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, and I love it because even in this, right? Yeah. You ask yourself, yo, were they saved by their obedience or were they saved by faith? Mm. And this is where, nah. They're one and the same, right? The mm. Apostle Paul is going to call this the obedience of faith. Amen, bro. Right? Amen. That it's like uh, chapter 12, mm. 28 says this. Yep. And the people did just as the Lord commanded. Mm. Their obedience wasn't them trying to keep rules. It Mm-mm. was them saying, no, listen, I absolutely believe the word of God. Yes. And so my faith mm. is not just going to look like a mental ascent, me sitting in a room saying, God, I believe what you say, but my faith has actions, right? My faith comes out through my hands, through my feet, and the people that respond with that obedience of faith are saved. And what we see is God coming through on his word. Yep. God was concerned for them. God delivered them from the most powerful nation to exist, and they did not have to go to war. They didn't lift a finger. Last few things about the Passover, bro. One of the things I I keep saying, I want people to remember this. We never see God's judgment in scripture scripture without his mercy. Mm. So what God says at the very end of chapter 12, if you look closely, he says, yo, check it. If a foreigner or an Egyptian wants to take the Passover with you in the future, 
just get them circumcised. Right. And they can. Yeah. Right? Mm. So in other words, what God is saying is like, yo, this isn't just for Israel. Right? Yeah. My blessing is for the entire world. This bro. ain't exclusive. People don't have to stand on the outside of the club. Nah, <laughs> Come just, on this in. This is for everybody, yeah, right? As long as invitation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then lastly, the bones of the Passover lamb could not be broken. Mm. When Jesus dies on the cross, mm. the gospel writer of John is going to throw it in there. He's going to slide it in there and say, yo, and none of his bones were broken because John 129 is going to say, yo, this is the true lamb of God right. who takes away the sins of the world. Last thing, I promise I'm done. Come on. Bro, the dope thing too yeah. is he tells Moses, he's like, yo, this ain't just for y'all. Right. This is for the next generation mm. and the next generation. When you wake up and y'all celebrating the Passover and your kids is like, yo, man, why y'all not... Why y'all just eating unleavened bread? <laughs> right. Like, why y'all eating these lamb? Put like, some leaven in this joint. Yeah, what's going on? He's like, no, 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 no. That's when you tell him, yeah. the Lord, our God, yeah. saved us out of Egypt. Yeah. Um, from his judgment through the blood of a sacrificial lamb. Amen. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the amazing salvation um, that you've brought, Father, the salvation that you've brought for us. I pray that we wouldn't be stingy, that we wouldn't hoard it, but that we would give it freely. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.